shall we read a poem from a light in the attic? Hello, all, and welcome to a shall we read a poem. I'm Russ, and I'm Lauren. I become very aware of that slight vibrato in my voice whenever I do that. During what part? Shall we read a poem? <laughs> so now you're going to emphasize it. Well, you know, I can't not. Anything to be showy. Well, I've also realized that I have this very common rhythm to when I say, and I'm Lauren. And I'm Lauren. What was your favorite old TV catchphrase? Uh... That's Tina Belcher. That's a good one. <laughs> I, just, I just don't watch a lot of TV these days. I'm trying to think of one from my childhood. I like Columbo's Just One More Thing. Okay. Oh, there's just one more thing. Then he catches the bad guy. Oh my gosh, I'm going completely blank on anything I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> For a dollar, name a woman. It happens every single time. It's like, name your favorite movie, and you're like, I have never seen a movie in my entire life. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> this is all falling apart. <laughs> just gazing out the window here, watching the clouds roll in. <laughs> I have an outfit that I bought at the beginning, beginning, beginning of the pandemic. Like it was one of my first Wish.com orders. Oh, I have never ordered anything from Wish.com. It's essentially Tokyo-inspired street fashion. So it's like big blousey harem pants and kind of a happy coat wrap and a fisherman's bucket hat it doesn't get worn in public very often but i'm going to vegas and so i have to wear this thing in public just because it's so ridiculous and i've realized that this outfit necessitates a mask like Uh if you're going to do the the tokyo street fashion you have to go all the way with it because without a mask i look like i just escaped from a fishing holiday And with a mask, it looks intentional. Okay, good. And so I'm wondering, like, how mask fashion will evolve in our coming decades. It's funny that you say it looks like you escaped from a fishing holiday. Uh, Because I would have. Because you would would run from I would flee from a fishing holiday. Fishing, I cannot... Lord rest his soul, my sainted grandfather took me fishing so many times as a kid, and I have such fond memories of them, but by God, I would not do it unless at knife point. So I finally thought of a catchphrase. (laughs) Please, by all means. (laughs) Sarah Lynn from Bojack Horseman saying, suck a dick, dumb shits. (laughs) I I also love that it's not your childhood at all. (laughs) Bojack Horseman is four years ago. I know, but... I, that's what I think of catchphrases. I thought of her, her two catchphrases, which when he when she was a child, it was, "Oh, that's too much, man." And then as an adult, "Suck a dick, dumb shits." But I often think "Suck a dick, dumb shits," so it works for me. God, Bojack's a good show. Any hoodle? Well, what are we talking about? Well, today is what did. <laughs> What did? What did the carrot say to the wheat? Let us rest. I'm feeling beat. What did the paper say to the pen? I feel quite all right, my friend. 
What did the teapot say to the chalk? Nothing, you silly! Teapots don't talk! And then the image is a teapot with legs, wearing men's shoes with lifts, and then a chalk with sandals on, I guess? And then there's a old-fashioned fountain pen writing, I feel all right on a piece of paper. And then a carrot man with, I think, like a tuxedo with tails is holding a stick of wheat. Puns are the highest form of comedy. Why, of all things, is it the teapot that can't talk? Because teapots can't talk. Clearly not, but... No. Yeah. They they whistle. Well, they sing. They sing, I'm a little teapot. When I was a kid and I learned that joke, oh my god, a talking muffin, you know? I love that. I love I, that. I love that joke. Tell the joke. I, I love the joke. My god, I thought I was the lord of all humor when I first learned that joke. For the uninitiated, the joke goes like this. Two muffins were sitting in an oven, and one turned to the other and said, Hot enough for you? And the other said, Holy shit, a talking muffin! I love that joke. One of my favorite jokes. It fits my personality really well. (laughs) The first time I heard that joke was in my freshman year of college in the dorm, and... Once again, I was trying to play a prank on someone. And so a bunch of us all piled into this one guy's armoire. And I mean, I'm calling it an armoire. It's it's a closet. It's like, I don't it know what to like call it other than an armoire. feels like a generous term for college. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was like, it sounds fancy, but it was just like some shitty, heavy wood closet that, you know, I only think of closets as being something that is built into the house rather than like, a cupboard for clothes. So that's an idea for you. If it's not a, the nice armoire, can we mispronounce it? And that makes it the accurate thing. So it's armor. like it's not an armoire. It's like an amorer. Amorer. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So we piled like as many as we could into the armorer. And <laughs> we were going to jump out at him when he came into his room from his armorer. But it took him a really long time to get back to his room. So we all just started telling jokes, and that's when I heard the muffin joke. And I was so delighted by it that my friend had another one up his sleeve, which was, so there are two goldfish in a tank. And one turns to the other and says, do you know how to drive this thing? And I was 18, and it was the first time I ever heard this joke, and I was so delighted. And then what did your consciousness do when you saw the goldfish that could drive his tank? What? It was a, they, uh, they being, you know, the science community, invented a tank that a goldfish placed within could drive. Aw, that's and really And it, it, it would respond to his movement. So if he swam forward, the, the tank would roll forwards. It was on little treads. Did he seem to learn how to do it? or would, Not it really. No, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so nobody he, actually knew how to drive that thing. He had this ability, but he was probably ignorant to the fact. He did not know how to drive that. And and I'm not sure it was ever established that there was any preferable place he could go to. Like if he learned to drive it uh, to the other side of this pin, he would be given more food. I don't know. But then that also kills goldfish. I don't know. I don't know. I just know there was a fish who could drive a tank. Possibly it was just for funs and because of that joke. 
any case, the prank didn't turn out well. I think we either all got bored and came out on our own, or we tried, and the person was just kind of like, what? Rather than scared. I remember it was very anticlimactic. But all stuffing ourselves in an armorer and telling little kid jokes was pretty great. That's right, folks. Journey before destination. Not a bad thing to do in one's life. No, cram into an armorer and, and uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it was silly. It was a silly, bright <laughs> moment in my life. A silly bright moment. All the rest is darkness and gloom, but for one shining moment, I told jokes in an armorer. Hey, if I have remembered it that clearly, this clearly was a bright this spot was, in my this mind. This was Christmas morning. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Russ, what are you talking about? <laughs> we don't need to talk anymore about my life in which... Boy, when you said you didn't have... Into, stuffing myself said, into a... Clothes covered and telling children's jokes is one of the best parts of it. Well, I am doing how many, how much? Cool. How many slams in an old screen door? Depends how loud you shut it. How many slices in a bread? Depends how thin you cut it. How much good inside a day? Depends how good you live them. How much love inside a friend? Depends how much you give them. No accompanying illustration. Oh, that's a sweet poem. I like that one. It is. I also like the turn of phrase, a bread. A bread. Once again, it seems a bit like the 525,600 minutes song. God damn it. That's a catchy ass tune. Yeah. Yeah, I chose this one because of the Seattle freeze, which oh. I am currently experiencing. Uh, because my entire life, I have found it so easy to make friends. And I've lived in Vancouver now nearly two years, and I don't have a single friend in this place. This is a not uncommon thing. Kind of the upper part of the Pacific Northwest. I think it descends down into Portland a little bit. Is this a phenomenon you're familiar with? I don't know because I did most of my friend making in my 20s and now I have so many friends that just maintaining the relationships I do have is That gets trickier. Yeah. Well, the Seattle freeze, per Wikipedia, refers to a widely held belief that it's especially difficult to make new friends in the U.S. city of Seattle, Washington, particularly for transplants from other areas. It comes up weekly in the r slash Vancouver subreddit about how unfriendly the city is. And then there's various, you know, remedies and reasons for this and that kind of thing. And so much of Vancouver is like a transient population. And 50% of the people who live here are immigrants. And so the people who are from Vancouver and have established friendships in Vancouver aren't really interested in establishing brand new ones particularly in adulthood because you're probably going to leave at some point and also they have their own friends to deal with right and which is why i'm so unfriendly so i had had it recommended to me to try meetup groups which i had never done before okay and i was perusing (laughs) the meetup groups on meetup.com for vancouver bc and i would like to provide just the briefest of highlight reels for the kinds of meetup groups that I could enjoy. Uh, My first group is 
The House of Healing, Ascending into a 5D Reality. And my first thought was, I bet they have... That's too many Ds! That's a lot of Ds. (laughs) My first thought was, I bet they have some interesting thoughts about vaccines. Come to find out, the leader of this group is a Ray Key master, which is of no surprise to anyone. My second group, which I did not delve in deeply, was Vancouver Coffee and NFTs. <laughs> I love how the entire name of that group is the best curveball. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh, everyone likes cop. No one likes. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Vancouver puppies and getting punched in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Then I got into my industry groups, and this was my personal favorite. Vancouver Power BI and Modern Excel Users Group. Oh. Going for coffee and talking about pivot tables. That sounds amazing to me. I can't tell if you, that you're serious or not. Cause I no, I am not who, serious at all. <laughs> I know some people would be really excited to talk about pivot tables. Now, there was this group. It was Extremely Shy Vancouver. Hmm. Thousands of followers. I was immediately interested. And then I clicked on their recruiting video. Recruiting video? As in the, here's why you should join our group. I think really you're only going to have to watch about 20 seconds of this to get like the whole vibe that's going on here. It sounds like they're trying very hard. They are trying very hard. And they have created the Rembrandt of cringe. Okay. An epic journey? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. They have somebody saying there's a formula? And but look I don't even know how long there's... that goes. Look how long that goes. It's still going, isn't it? What are they trying to solve? Like, a formula for what? Like, what's supposed to be at the end of this formula? The solution to social. What? Using subspaces of a finite something. Oh, God. Now, what I really want to have happen here is for this meetup group to join together with the video editors meetup group and get this whole situation sorted. Why are they putting a crown in someone and calling them the almighty leader? It is. That sounds very... It sounds very culty. Sounds fascist. Okay, so now there's somebody's just throwing frisbees poorly and that's supposed to demonstrate something. This is so bad, Russ. I don't this want to look at this so anymore. This is so bad. I can't believe you made it through the guy doing the calculations. <sighs> okay, well, whatever this is. It is a masterpiece of cringe, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Honorable mention goes to the approximately 8,000 hiking groups out there. <laughs> See, if you're into outdoorsy stuff, it's easy to make friends. One of the best places for making friends in Portland is Petalpalooza. Well, it's not a place, it's a time. And Petalpalooza rides are where I made a lot of my friends. And it's happening now, so if you're in Portland and you need friends and you like to ride bikes, I highly recommend Petalpalooza. This is barely helpful for me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think there's a Velopalooza in, in Vancouver, but I don't know how long it goes or when it is or even if it's all that much fun now this last one is my far and away winner as far as like social groups in vancouver that you have to join it is the vancouver ufo meetup group 
They refer to themselves as light warriors. Oh no. Where did when the lights the, come from? The the aliens, presumably. I guess. It would make sense for like Reiki healers or something to call themselves mm-hmm. light warriors, but I don't understand it for a UFO group. When Russia invaded Ukraine, the Vancouver UFO group posted a video to its YouTube channel praying for this to be over. Uh, they were praying to whatever consciousness they believe exists out in the universe. And the title of this video is, all in caps, Ukraine slash Russia, Peace, Meditation, and Prayer, M dash, Anchoring the Plasma Light Grid. I don't even know what to say to that. Now I'm going to send you one section of this video. Don't watch any more because you'll get the same feeling that you do from the uh, extremely okay. shy group. Okay. But I want you to go in this video to 1 minute and 12 seconds. And then watch for the most curious editing job that has ever existed. It's a woman praying, for our, anyone listening, who edits herself saying the word ask into a larger prayer. But she didn't change anything else. So it's just her in one position praying. She, I guess she forgot the word ask, so she edits her face in, and then it snaps back to the original prayer. Yeah. This is amazing. Start to finish, this is the best performance art I've ever seen. It's tedious. <laughs> As not, is performance not, art. It's tedious, whatever it is. <laughs> so I have decided that I'm definitely joining up with all of these groups just to see what's on offer, and I am very pleased to report back next week on the various MLMs that I will have gotten involved with. <laughs> there used to be this feature in the Portland Mercury called worst day ever <laughs> okay and it's where they would look through the listings for these sorts of meetup groups and every every month or whatever one different staff person would have to would be the victim and they would all choose a meetup that they thought that person would hate the most and make them go and they stopped doing it eventually because they decided it was really mean not to the person that they forced to go so much as it was mean to the people they were, whose groups they were going to. Because a lot of times they would go to the groups and they'd be like, these people are actually really nice and they were nice to me and I feel like a bad person. I want this to continue for the reasons they want it to stop. Right. Like, that's so wonderful. It's like, if I, what if I went to this Vancouver UFO anchoring the plasma light grid shit, and they all make really good pie? Aww. Like, that would kick so much ass. And then, you know, maybe I'd have to go to a trucker convoy. But beside the point, they make really good pie. Yeah. It was, I really liked that feature, but they, like, they, except for one, they almost always ended up having some, some amount of fun. Yeah. I think the only one that didn't have fun is when they sent an introvert out to a rave. <laughs> that went poorly, but everything, everybody else felt welcome and had fun when they were sent out to be tortured. Now, did they go undercover? Or did they get, go as representatives of the Mercury? So it depended on how much deceit the pers- the reporter could stomach. Like, if the reporter couldn't stomach a lot of deceit, they would be honest that they are here. I don't think they would say, I came here because I, I'm i supposed to make fun of you, but... Uh, <laughs> they you would guys are a bunch of weirdos, and I'm here to make fun of it. <laughs> yes, yes. 
And usually the result was these people are actually nice and I had a good time and I'm a bad person. But where, how did you get to this uh, here from this poem, though? Oh, because the, from the from the friendship line. How much love inside a friend depends how much you give them. Okay. Because it's like right. I, all the friends that I've tried to make here in Vancouver have been, have ended up being flakes. Right. A whole lot of it is like I ended up making friends with like this 20-something couple, but I'm 40. And so yeah. that's, you know, right. kind of weird. And, right. But all my interests skew in that direction. Because <laughs> you're a man-child. And yeah, it's like, what can we talk about? Well, we can talk about video games and board games and not NFTs and... Did you know that Shel Silverstein worked with Bob Dylan somewhat? I've heard, yes. Yes. And this poem seems awfully like blowing in the wind. <laughs> That's all. I mean, Bob Dylan pretty much just took whatever he could from everybody and then made, pretended it was all his. But the thing about Shel Silverstein is he wouldn't have cared if Bob Dylan said it was all his. So not even a little bit. Right. I mean this poem I think maybe came out a bit after it was much farther after Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind, but you know, just interesting that they're similar and I wonder uh who wrote this sort of thing first. Probably not Bob Dylan. Might Shell. Not Shell. Might not have been Shell either, but probably not Bob Dylan. Mainly I'm just using this as an excuse to hate on Bob Dylan. Like, <laughs> I I like I like you don't need a an excuse of, to hate on Bob Dylan. Right. I like a lot of Bob Dylan stuff, but he was not a good, he is, he's still alive. He's not a good person, and he pretty much just stole from everybody and was like, this is all mine. I did this. <laughs> what is art? Is it look, or is it look at me? It was for Bob Dylan, it's look at me. 